I was trying to find a story about horse racing because the Kentucky Derby is coming up. Okay, yeah. But I nice. could not. <laughs> <laughs> but there was just nothing there. There were like there were two things coming up, and one is like horse broke ankle, horse had to die. Which is like Ooh. there's like not much more to it than that. That's like right. just it's a short story. Sad. <laughs> yep. I'm just it's, sad. I don't know. And then the other one is like there was like a whole debacle in twenty nineteen about like a horse getting disqualified. Which Ooh. is like a big deal when it's the Kentucky Derby because that's like Scandal. millions of dollars on the line. Yeah. Oh my um, god. But I was like this. Ugh. I was like, I don't get it. This feels like a lot of, like, complex jargon. <laughs> and I, I just can't bring myself to You're just going to have care. to explain all of this stuff. And it's, yeah. It's going to be a lot of, and here's why that's important, you know? Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, um, do you want to introduce the show? Yes, I sure do. Uh, hi, guys. Welcome to Disastrous. This is the show where we talk about the snafus, the the oopsies, the sluberty bow bow bow. Oh no! Yeah. Yep, exactly. And uh, you know, as humans, we fuck up, and sometimes. Sorry, Hannah's dad. Whoops. But you know, sometimes. People are more to blame than others, and we're mm. here to blame them. So, yeah, it's... absolutely. <laughs> yes, this is disastrous. I am Amanda, and I'm Hannah. Um, I am going to tell a little. I'm going to weave a tale. I'm going to spin spin some yarn. Um, yeah. make a rug, <laughs> make a rug, girl. Ooh, do you ever have you ever like tufted rug tufted? No, what is that? About the hufting gun, and it's like, and people like make rugs. You, you gotta. It's so nice to watch. Really? Yeah, it's a good like ASMR. One of those satisfying ones. I got you. I'm definitely gonna look it up. They scrape the glue on the back of it, and then like cut it out. Yeah, love it. Love to see it. (laughs) All right. I love people that have skills that I'm like I would never even think. I know. To do that. I know. Or, oh my gosh. I've never thought about it. I I like watched probably 30 minutes of a woman like painting a rock with little dots and I was like, well, I know what I'm doing <laughs> with my free time. Yes. You're like, wow, I can't believe I never thought to do that. That's amazing. <laughs> Meanwhile, like the blanket I'm trying to crochet is like, come back. <laughs> what <Hannah>. about me <laughs> jesus you just learned um okay so today we're going old school we're going bread and butter um we are going 1900s corporation uh, pro like corporation caused disaster okay all yeah. right <laughs> we we love to see the blame it's settling. our home <laughs> yes just wear the crown yeah uh, wear, wear your dunce hat and we're happy. Yeah. Um, so uh, this also takes place in Brooklyn, which okay. uh, is it's always nice to like remind yourself that like, oh, the world is terrifying. 
Um, nowhere is safe. Uh, I should be worried about things daily. Um, so, <laughs> you know what so Noah said to me the other day? He was like, you know, what do you think it's like, what would it even be like if you just were aware of everything all the time and just constantly worried about it? And I was like, yeah, what would that be like? <laughs> Are you trying to be an asshole to me right now? What's going on? Okay, so. Um, the date, November 1st, 1918. And the Brotherhood of Locomotive Engineers have gone on strike. Um, they are, this union represents a lot of motormen. So motormen are basically conductors, you know, people who are manning the trains. Uh, and they represent the motormen that work for the Brooklyn Rapid Transit Company. Uh, okay. I'm going to be calling that BRT. They'll come back. So okay. the Brotherhood of Locomotive Engineers, they went on strike because like 29 employees were laid off. Um, people were thinking it was like due to union activity is why they were laid off, which is. We see that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not great, but um, not unexpected. Right. So the BRT, the Brooklyn Rapid Transit Committee is like, fuck, like. We can't just stop the trains, right? We got to keep the trains going. It's Friday. It's the end of the work week. We can't strand people in, like, lower Manhattan and Brooklyn. Yeah, and as much as, like, a strike feels good, it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, there's, like, innocent people like me and you being like, what? (laughs) I can't get home. I guess we're walking. (laughs) No, it is. Oh, how about this little city bike? Um, Yeah, exactly. But, like, at the time, yeah, I guess... People used yeah. to walk everywhere, so they might have been yeah. fine. Um, so they're like, what's our solution? What are we going to do? <laughs> Here's an idea. What if we get someone who's, like, relatively pretty inexperienced to just run the trains? Certainly that will be okay. I suppose that's an option. Um, <laughs> uh, have we re- have we weighed the p- pros and cons? Or... <laughs> We, have we exhausted all other options? All- Is that... <laughs> They're like, I have an idea. Babies. We have babies work the trains. And it's going to be fine. They, we don't even have to pay them. It's hilarious. <laughs> babies can't even read labor laws. How are they going to strike? <laughs> Just so... sign this contract right here, baby. <laughs> and it's like a one Drool of those like, over it. <laughs> clay handprints that like your mom <laughs> keeps in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Fully employed. All right. So So what is their idea? So they, the one gentleman we're focusing on, I'm sure they had tons of, you know, inexperienced people running trains that day. But the one we're going to focus on is a gentleman by the name of Antonio Edward Luciano. He was a crew dispatcher who was working with the BRT. He had never operated an elevated train. Back around this time, most of the trains were um, elevated, uh, especially in the boroughs. Um, yeah, absolutely. So he had driven, a, you know, trains once in the past. About a year <laughs> ago, about a year ago, he he He's had like, parked I got some. To hold the handle for a little bit it was great. It's best day of my life. <laughs> he like they allowed him in the cockpit. <laughs> I was just about to say he got his wings. Yeah. So obviously fully qualified. We're good. But um, no, he had just parked some in a train yard. Ooh, okay, not the same. No, I feel like probably didn't have people on him. Um, <laughs> and 
he didn't really know the Brighton Beach line, which was the line that he was going to be running. Um, And he had received less than three hours of classroom instruction. Yes. Which you need more than that to like Mm -hmm. make a belt or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) I don't know. Like in belt school, right? Where you make belts, they need to train you for more than three hours. Yeah, Amanda's training to be a belt artisan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like shoes, belts, general cobblery. Yeah, you get it. <laughs> Leather goods. <laughs> Leather goods. Wallets so, and the like, yeah. The standard training. Um, you are correct. You need longer. The standard <laughs> training is no less than ninety hours of in-classroom instruction and hands-on experience. Okay. Yeah, that. <laughs> That would qualify you. I mean. Yeah. All right. But he just got the express course. No, he just took the three hour course. Whatever. We're fine. (laughs) They're like, here are the cliff notes. You really don't need to know much. Yeah. He like, there was a senior who like sold him their notes. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. He's like, I actually can't read most of your handwriting. And they're like, don't even worry about it. Yeah. You've already passed. I put in a word. (laughs) Um, So... Also, at this time, we are smack dab in the middle of the Spanish flu epidemic. Um, oh, yes. Which, which we will probably cover. Yeah, we should. Um, it's gnarly. But I, I bet that that wasn't on your bingo card of things related to train train conversations. <laughs> it wasn't. Uh, but it is relevant because Antonio had just buried his infant daughter three days earlier. <sighs> Who had died oh. from the Spanish flu. Yeah. Poor guy. And the Spanish flu was like, you don't survive it. Like, no. It just, you don't. And well, he was recovering from the flu. He was oh, he recovering did. Oh, from he like. Oh, did survive it. He's one yeah. of the few. I mean, maybe it wasn't as like intense because he just like probably got it secondhand or whatever. But right. he was recovering from the flu. He had he was in mourning of his child. He like hadn't been sleeping. Um, he shouldn't be at work, man. Yeah. He should be taking a break. He should be taking a day. Um, yeah. He should be in a hot bath or something. But instead, the BRT said, sweet, let's let's pressure him into driving the train. You're up. <laughs> Put your, Come on. your shoes on. <laughs> you got your train hand ready? Yep. It's time. <laughs> Pull your bootstraps up. This is America. <laughs> <laughs> where you don't get adequate time off, and if you ask for it, you get fired, and then you yep. can't provide for and your then family. You yeah. And then you starve. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> America's a scam. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So, this story is definitely muddy as far as like who to blame quote unquote because you know like i don't know because it is like he was driving the train he was yeah but he shouldn't have been put in that position but also we don't know how much he was put in the position how much he offered to do it there's a lot of who knows i always tend to lean anti-corporation um which i think you do as well is same yeah Um, yeah yeah. yeah. absolutely (laughs) i'm like i will Almost always side with the individual, especially if they've been through, you know, an illness, a loss, yeah. a whatever. And like they're just especially a, a, in a vulnerable state. Mm-hmm. 
Then I'm like, mm, no, it's pretty fucked up. Like, he was probably threatened, whatever. Yeah. You know, like, okay, if you don't come in today, you're fired. And, like, 29 so. people just got fired for being involved in the union. Like, tensions are probably super high. It was, like, that morning that people went on strike. So yeah. I I could make a compelling case. In fact, I think I am. In my write-up, it's pretty biased. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love it, and it is our podcast, and we'll be as biased as we want. It's like, did I have to include all the details about his, like, family life? No, but I'm gonna. No, um, but it's pretty compelling. Yeah. I like it, so. So, it's 6.42 p.m. Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, rush hour. Capital R, yeah. capital H. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Antonio is the motorman for the elevated train running on the Brighton Beach line. The train has five cars and about 650 passengers. What? Which? That's so many. Brief Google break. Like in one car, I think there should be like. 42. So here's a New York City subway car. Looks like 42 seating, 198 standing. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. 198. Okay. So, yeah, you can fit, like, two Yeah, you're squeezed on there. Yeah. Um, Okay, so five really packed train cars. Yes. I actually don't even think all of them had uh, passengers. I go into a little bit of, like, how trains work, which, like... Okay. (laughs) I don't think all of them are necessarily passenger cars. Right. I don't know. Okay. Tweet at me if you know how trains work. Um, <laughs> yeah, not for us. as much. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, Twitter's kind of broken right now, but. Yeah. So the train enters the tunnel beneath uh, mm-hmm. Mailbone Street and going towards Prospect Park Station. Um, okay. And the track curves. There's like a curve in the track. Uh, the back wheels of the first car, boom, derail. The second and third car completely leave the tracks and oh my scrape God. against the side of the tunnel. <gasps> what? How is that? Why? Was it going uh, too fast? Or It was going way too fast. Gotcha. So okay. uh, usually the speed limit for that section is about six miles per hour. Um, mm-hmm. The train was going 30 to 40 miles per hour. Oh, mm-hmm. shit. So it's like, it's like driving a Jeep and taking like, <laughs> and taking a turn at mm-hmm. 30 miles an hour. That shit just tips right over. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Wow. There was one, um, like eyewitness account. He was like, we felt it going too, like, we felt it going too fast. And I just dropped to the floor because I knew Really? Like, people talked about, like, we just, like, felt things not being right, you know? Right. That had to be terrifying, too. Oh Can you God. even imagine? Like, just sometimes like, even on the subway, I'm like, are we going a little fast? Like, yeah. Or the other day, I was like, this feels like it's shaking more than usual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, I can't even imagine. You probably take the same like route every day and you're like mm-hmm. exactly when it gets here the train slows way way down mm-hmm. but it feels like we're kind of gassing up like yeah oh how scary no, like insane so yeah. 
the left sides of the cars are torn off as they scrape against the tunnel. And the it's like a lot of the roof is pulled off as well. Oh, this uh, is like a Spider-Man movie. I know. I know. It's, it's like, like a villain just takes the top and just peels it back like a like winky. tin foil. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, the fourth and the fifth car take almost no damage. And again, that's a little bit about like how trains work, which I'll get to. But okay. uh, the impact, quote, made matchwood of their sides and roofs and made indescribable fragments and of scores of human beings. Oh, God. Yeah. That's horrible. Wait, yeah. so I think just from that, it didn't actually occur to me until just now. Were the train cars were made of wood? Yes. So okay. it... Uh, at this point, it'll be about nine years before wood is completely phased out. Got a it. lot of train cars are almost completely made of wood. Um, <laughs> which Damn. Is bonkers. That's wild to me. Yeah. yeah. I'm envisioning like our train cars now. Yeah. I think like, there's. If you rolled up against a tunnel, like the side of a tunnel, it would scrape, but it wouldn't. You could probably find purchase somehow. Yeah, Ma- exactly. Yeah. Probably wouldn't take the full side off. Yeah. So it's wood and probably less heavy duty metal, I'm assuming, than is used nowadays. A lot of the tracks are wood, too. Um, yeah. Just a lot of Gorilla Glue holding that whole thing together. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> probably bumpy as hell. It's like... <laughs> You're like, honey, I think I have a concussion um, from <laughs> my like, train ride. Tuesday happy hour. Happy hour. Rush hour. <laughs> and that was a little uh, Freudian slip. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so the New York Times described the scene as, quote, a darkened jungle of steel dust and wood splinters, glass shards, and iron beams projecting like bayonets. Because I imagine, like, shit's getting crushed. Things are going to start just, like, sticking out at weird angles. Snapping and breaking through whatever's. Oh, my God. That's got to be a disaster. Um. (laughs) I couldn't think of another word. I know. I was like, whoa, just to see something like that's got to be. Oof. Only could be described as, as a disaster. (laughs) <laughs> it's a pretty disastrous event. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Don't um, at us. We laugh so it doesn't hurt. Exactly. Um, so, end of the day, about 93 passengers died. Oh. Which, this fucked up my mind. I watched yeah. a video that was like, 93 passengers died, about one out of every six. Oh. And I was like, I didn't think about it that way and if you do what like that's well like a hundred as like just a solid number you're like wow that's a lot but then they're like here's the ratio and you're just like holy one sixth yeah oh my god no it's that's awful horrifying um 250 people were injured uh it took about 45 minutes for first responders to arrive. And oh. when they did show up, 
the hotels or not the hotels, not that. So no. when they when they did show up because of the Spanish flu, the hospitals were at capacity. Full. Mm-hmm. Of course. So they had to kind of like set up a little infirmary just like in a field. Yep. So just set up some tents, get some beds in here. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that's so devastating. Like I know. Well, so this just occurred to me too. Um I know when people get hit by like a bus in New York City, it's like a huge payday, right? Like sue the pants off the MTA. Yeah. And it's just like like it's like a million dollar payout or something. I'm like, did they sue? Survivors and family. Yes. Well, actually, the big court case was brought by the mayor. Oh. The mayor sued the corporation. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Why did the mayor sue, though? I mean, it was, I don't know. I think he was just acting on the behalf of the public. On the behalf of the, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. I was going to say, I was like, was he on it? But if you're just doing it on behalf of the public, like, yeah. Um, The... Mayor John F. Hanlon brought officials from the Brooklyn Rapid Transit Committee and Antonio Luciana, the gentleman, to trial for manslaughter. And then the Brooklyn DA, the Brooklyn defense attorney, Harry E. Lewis, also opened his own investigation into the crash. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Ooh. This is a bad day at work. Yeah. And there was, like, there was some kind of funky... I don't know enough the, about the law to say if this was, like, a miscarriage of justice, but there was some okay. funky stuff going on. Oh, yeah? So, firstly, the former BRT president was able to get the trial moved from Brooklyn to Mineola in Nassau County. Really? So they, like, pushed to get the trial as far away from Brooklyn and, like, as far away from, like, the memory of the accident as possible. Yeah. It's like a jury of your peers, it, they're, but they're first cousins that live a little yeah. bit further yeah. away. Yeah. But they actually don't have to take the train ever. And <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I don't know if any of the jury has been on a train. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, Which like, they claimed that like, this was to avoid... Like, this was in order to get a fair trial, but, like, that feels a little icky to me. Yeah. And I think we we see this often enough, too, where, um, you know, if it's, like, a big event that everyone's aware of, they'll push to get the trial moved. Yeah. And so that, like, the, the jury isn't out of a pool of people who were directly affected. Yeah. Or, like, or were just, like in the area when it happened and saw and heard all the stuff. Um, So, yeah, I guess we we do see that, but did it work? Kind of. So all the defendants ended up being acquitted. (gasps) Wow. Yeah. And another kind of thing that might have – I don't even – I don't even know what this was about, but the defense – was defending the BRT and Antonio Luciano, like, in Mm. one go. 
But the problem with that is that Luciano would go on the stand and be like, yeah, I pulled the brakes and they didn't work. And then the BRT would go and be like, yeah, we did an investigation and the brakes weren't put into the emergency position. So it's like the defense is testifying against themselves. Yeah, exactly. I was like, so one side of your your client list is testifying against the other side of your clients yeah. and you're just kind of interesting interesting it's, strategy it's like they were only going for like the technology side they didn't bring up like you know luciano was having insomnia and he was behind schedule so he was speeding up because he felt like he had to you know maintain the schedule yeah and he was unfamiliar because if you bring that stuff up then you have to be like well then why did you put him in that position yeah you know <laughs> well and and to to that is it like is it like a confusion tactic like you know i i'm thinking like as a jury we're seeing like the company say one thing the yeah. driver say another thing and then like throwing all of this stuff kind of back and forth yeah and you're just like I don't know what happened anymore. Is it? Yeah. Is this going to become more clear? So it didn't, I don't, I didn't actually read too much into the trial and like why people got acquitted, but I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. If it was just like, I I don't know who's to blame. (laughs) I don't know who's to blame. It's like, it's like starting reading Game of Thrones. You're like, who's that? (laughs) Where are they? What Mm -hmm. do they do here? I don't know. What's an elevated train? Like, (laughs) I live in Nassau County. Right. There's a tree that's important, I guess. Like, I don't... I would have been like, I don't know, man. Nobody's guilty. I need a nap. Yeah. Um, So BRT, though, did end up settling with a lot of victims, like financially, outside of court. Good. Thankfully. So they began paying payouts uh, in 1919 and, like, kept paying out through 1921. Um, they were able to pay some people out, but then they started acquiring, like, debts. So they had say, about... How long does it take before that bankrupts you? Like, you're a private exactly. train company. Yeah. You're going to lose everything. They had about $75 million worth of crash-related debt. Oh, shit. (laughs) um, I don't know how much that's worth in today's uh, money. Like a billion? Yeah. This was like a billion? I don't know. It was round up to a solid billion. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. Um, So the next corporation to kind of take over this main part of trains because this was back when individual corporations owned train lines and stuff nothing was centralized so the brooklyn manhattan transit corporation assumed their debts and continued to pay out any outstanding claims which is solid of them that's very solid i mean that's Mm -hmm. a solid like that's an investment strategy if i've ever heard one they're like Mm. this train company is about to go under how about we take their under and we pull it up and then we slap a shiny sticker on it that's like Queens, mm-hmm. Manhattan, Brooklyn bound. Yeah. And we just make an ass ton of money off it. Like, okay. 
It's yeah. like flipping houses. You get it. <laughs> you know, flipping trains. Um, <laughs> yeah. So really quickly in the aftermath, this accident remains the deadliest crash in New York City subway history. Um, yeah, rough. Oh. There was a lot of pressure that was put on the BRT to remove wooden equipment from cars and tracks. Um, okay. They got going on tracks, and then in about nine years, there was no more wood in cars. So it took a minute, right. but, like, they eventually got there. Um there were safety systems implemented, some of which had already been in the works and they just sped up and some of which I think were new. Um, okay. Things like, you know, speedometers, headlights, like dead man's controls and like automatic train stops and like okay. train trippers that like keep trains from going too fast. Great. Um, Sorry, I don't I'm, I don't want to interrupt you, but they didn't have headlights. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> they're just like they're going no. blind like, like they're like it's dark as fuck down here now i didn't question that because it was just in a list of things that they did <laughs> yeah, um, i was like they really not at that time but <laughs> if my research is correct that's a good point <laughs> <laughs> it's like maybe get a little lantern or something hanging out the front whatever you old timey train people do like god damn there are that's a good point yeah (laughs) i mean i wonder there might not have been as much like switching i guess going on and like but still (laughs) that's a good point a a few candles in the front yeah or something i don't know (laughs) immediately blown out yeah Um, exactly and i'm like i don't know how do candles work how do trains work i don't get it but they should have headlights yeah absolutely Uh, gotcha. weirdly, weirdly enough, we know a lot about Antonio Edward Luciano. <laughs> so right. he adopted the name Anthony Lewis. Uh, he became a house builder in Queens and he retired to Tucson, Arizona, where he lived until the age of 91. Oh, okay, buddy. Yeah. Good. I'm glad he got to find some peace. Because... I... <sighs> Dude, yeah. can you imagine what a horrible week he must have had? Like, oh my god, you're sick with a a flu that melts your lungs. Mm-hmm. You're getting over that. Your daughter dies, and then you are conducting a train that you know kicks off yeah. and kill a hundred people. Like that's yeah. a hard week. Yeah, I just. I hope he got to see a therapist afterwards that maybe I I doubt it. I think he probably hammered a lot of walls and I hope that that was restorative <laughs> for him. He's like this is my 912th wall and this is the one that will cure me. <laughs> That's it. I knew it was going to be this oh. one. Oh my so, gosh. Wow. Yeah. And then finally, on November 1st, 2019, to commemorate 100 years since the accident, they put a a permanent bronze memorial plaque at the northern exit of Prospect Park Station. So keep an eye out. Yeah. Yeah. I got to tell you, though, like, one of the things that I absolutely love about New York is how we try to preserve history. Yeah. In... In a multitude of different ways, like, you know, we'll put plaques up 
to commemorate like a tragedy that mm-hmm. happened a hundred years ago. Um, but I think we have this great way of trying to preserve history, whether it's good or bad and not letting me replace the windows in my apartment because it's a <laughs> historical landmark. <laughs> so it helps and hurts. <laughs> are they, are like, they It pretty? all comes back to me and how it's ruining Amanda's life. My life. But good job on the plaque. I appreciate it. I think that's cool. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, that is um, that is this real gnarly train accident. Well, me... absolutely amazing. Um, in a in a wild way. Um, God, I'm sorry you had to go through that. <laughs> what reading it? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just you know the whole thing, Ugh. all of it. <laughs> it is. It is definitely like. Oh, I know where that is. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I know God. where that is. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for telling me that. That was so well done. Um, and I feel like I learned a lot about trains. Yeah, and... which I know you wanted to do. That was yeah, on your of course. <laughs> Always. <laughs> um, there's a, like, a New York City transit museum in mm-hmm. Grand Central, right? And... Anytime I'm in Grand Central, I'm like, ooh, I could go to that museum. Like, have have you done the audio tour of Grand Central? No. Is that a thing? There's an audio. It's my mother's favorite thing to recommend people who visit. There is an audio tour of Grand Central. I don't know how it works nowadays, but when we first did it, they like handed you a thing and you had like little over the ear headphones. Nowadays, I'm sure you like scan some shit and download something. Yeah. But open the app. Yeah. It like walks you through the station and like tells you all the secrets <gasps> of Grand Central. I'm 100% going to do that. I actually like would highly recommend it. It was a lot. Of fun. Yeah. That sounds <laughs> freaking awesome. Um, as well as you sent me something that is going on in yes. Brooklyn. Yes, there is a museum of failure. I have not been yet, um, but it's like products like new Coke and like, um, I don't know, just like failure. I think Google Glass is there. Like all these products (laughs) that were supposed to like revolutionize things that like were absolute flops. Absolute bust. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to do a little field trip. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay, well, that was awesome. Thank you so much. Um, do you want to tell everybody to where to uh, find us and talk to us if they want to? Yes. So we're uh, on Instagram at Disastrous Pod. We are on TikTok at Disastrous Lee Pod. Don't forget that L-Y. You can go ahead and email us at DisastrousPod at gmail.com. Please tell me um, what you know about trains. Um uh-huh. Any fun facts you have about them? I've never been a train kid, but I think in my uh, old <laughs> age, I might be becoming a train woman. Um, <laughs> yes. And make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Give us a little love and yeah. send it over to a friend. Yeah, we would absolutely love that. And um, I guess there's not a whole lot more to say other than uh, this has been disastrous. I'm Amanda. I'm Hannah. And we love you so much. And we respect you. And we will catch you on the flippy floppy. Bye. Bye.